five, four, three, two, one. Do you remember last time you started on four? You were so tired. You started on four. I sure did. And I, I kept it as the bumper, the closing bumper. At the oh, end. I obviously I haven't you, listened. The, why, you know, why, just, I haven't listened to my own podcast. This podcast does not meet your stringent standards. <laughs> Well, you know, you're on track to become a thought leader because you're a creator, not a consumer. <laughs> if you say so. All right, you told me I couldn't sing this episode, but I think you can. I think that's fine. FSBT so... update number 10. Joshua Harris made waves this week by offering 275... I screwed that one up already. 275 not... lucky Christians. <laughs> Let's start that one again. Josh Harris made waves this week by offering a $275 course to help people deconstruct their faith. In a related story, John Christ offered the guy at Best Buy $275 to deconstruct covenant eyes from his phone. <laughs> so mean. That is mean. That's awful. That's horrible. Can't you just delete Truth. the app? I don't know how oh, co- yes, case. I don't Come know how covenant eyes works. <laughs> Uh, okay true story out of mexico this week the mexican government has told mennonite churches that they have to stop cutting down the forest to plant their crops of course anyone who knows anything about mennonites knows this will not work the way you get mennonites to stop cutting down trees tell them everybody's doing it Who writes these? <laughs> I don't know. Not me. I didn't write any of these. Three pastors have left Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minnesota, which is John Piper's home church, because of what they call a, quote, toxic workplace environment. Sad. <laughs> the church's new senior pastor, Mark Driscoll, responded by saying, those guys have been total pussies since I had their offices bugged. <laughs> Oh, goodness. They're just going to get worse. Mark. The joke's not getting any better here. Because I can see see which ones are coming. Okay. It's it's not getting better. The Catholic Church in Argentina recently came out as opposed to the legalization of marijuana in that country. Oh. Unless when you put the marijuana into your mouth, it turns into the body of Christ. <laughs> Put Didn't think the you were marijuana gonna get a... <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to get a transubstantiation joke. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, but here we it's are. always a good day for a transubstantiation joke. And they say this podcast isn't trans friendly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Makes what? you think. Please don't. Please stop. No one has ever said and, that. And finally, Facebook recently rolled out a prayer feature as a way to engage the faith community on their platform. Hey, Facebook, listen up. Listen, if I want a bunch of grandmothers praying for me, I'll do it the old-fashioned way and just go to a Methodist church. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Did they good. really? Yeah. What is that? Feature. What is the? What, how does it work? 
Uh, I don't know. I assume like all new features, it's just uh, it's just a, a form of the buddy list. <laughs> Interesting. I'm not going to go on Facebook to figure it out. Yeah, it feels like a trick. It definitely feels like a trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. The prayer feature. Yeah. You know, that's bold of them because, uh, you know, how's God going to hear the prayers if he doesn't have an account? <laughs> like those, like, uh, <laughs> you see those, uh, like those memes about I said follow me <laughs> it's like no not on Twitter or something <laughs> that's like the kind of thing you see on Facebook about Jesus having social media <laughs> well we, we know at that point then it would be true that one like equals one amen <laughs> one like equals one amen will you scroll past and ignore me <laughs> I am the lighthouse. It's like the person with the the devil's like keep scrolling, <laughs> and then the angel's like one like equals one prayer. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Who thinks of this stuff? There's only let's see. There was only one feed in the sand. I wish I would have um, written one update joke because I have it in my head. I don't know if I can do it like off the cuff, but uh, so... we'll, we'll edit it together and make it sound okay. good. Okay, so um, Joshua Harris released a new deconstruction class for two hundred and seventy-five dollars, but his website says that if you've been harmed by purity culture, you can simply enter. A coupon code to get it for free and the coupon code is grift oh wait no it's <laughs> gift <laughs> okay all right <laughs> oh, just just a little play on words <laughs> very nice thank you who knew who knew i had it in me right <laughs> not face not, not, horrible not gonna let's just move on okay all right so let's talk about josh harris a little bit uh been back in the news um this is a strange the news <laughs> christian twitter <laughs> and, by, and by news we mean we saw three tweets about it oh i wish i only saw three tweets about it <laughs> So, kind of a weird venture he's doing right now, popping back up mm -hmm. right as he's appearing on the uh, the CT podcast. Um, yeah, I think I, I told you, like, it's, I always wonder when these guys exit the, the stage, like, how are they going to, how are they going to get grocery money? And, yeah. Because, you know, they, they can't work at Home Depot. They, all, they always have to come back. <laughs> they can't. I keep trying to tell them to give it a try. <laughs> yeah. So two hundred seventy five dollars. But he's for had, a course. He's had other work. Like he had another job for a while, though. Like he, I think he has a pretty successful like marketing or consulting or something. Yeah, he did the Perry Noble thing where he was gonna, you know, be a consultant. And I, who knows? <laughs> like what? Who knows? I gotta try that. I'll be a, I'll be a consultant. What are you an expert in? <laughs> 
Pick something. I gave you the blueprint. Give me the blueprint <laughs> of the book. You just you go to the church staff meeting. <laughs> just, you just give some platitudes. Yeah. So I just want to know though, with that with that coupon code, you you could get the course totally free. Who's gonna pay two hundred and seventy five dollars? Do you have to like prove that you're a victim of purity culture or like mail him your old purity ring? <laughs> just how does it work? Who's gonna pay that? Somebody will. I know somebody will. I somebody mean, already somebody has. Will. People are definitely gonna do it. It's a lot of money. It is. For a man to tell you what to do? I mean, you could go to church for free. <laughs> Casey. I'm sorry. You really tickled yourself with that one. You really tickled yourself with that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> okay. I think it is so fascinating that, like, a week after he appears on this Christianity Today podcast, and just a little snippet or whatever, but he, you know, his name is back out there. And then, oh, by the way, here's this new thing that I'm doing. Because, you know, so many, I mean, it's not just Christians, like, like, practicing Christians listening to this podcast. It's all the people... Who have, you know, been hurt by Mark Driscoll's version of church and have probably left the church. They're listening, right? And he, uh, here, yeah, I mean, here's Josh, ready to help you through that. Well, we know Stephanie Drury's not listening. <laughs> but with all the feelings that are being brought to the surface by listening to this podcast <laughs> that, that I was just on. That was my Steph person. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Like angry toddler. <laughs> Anyways, it's just it, that's it's so transparent to me. The timing, I mean. Yeah, I mean, just like what you're saying. They, they, they can't. They can't do this stuff out of the spotlight. They mm-hmm. have to be. They. These guys, like, there's, and it's not even just about the guys. It's just fame, you know. When they mm-hmm. taste fame. They can't walk away. Like, they're always trying to get back. Yeah. And it's just every single... You can set your watch by it. Every mm-hmm. time. They're, they're coming back somehow. And... I mean, Carl Lentz right now. What's you know, he doing? Plotting his comeback. I mean, you know he is. Like, oh. the same... You know, like, when we didn't hear from John Chris for two years. Oh. Like, you didn't, you didn't think he was going away. Oh, I wish it was two like, full years. It wasn't, though. It was, like, 18 months or something. I don't remember. But... I mean, like, you knew he was coming back. We all knew he was coming back. Like, they always do. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I actually kind of feel not sorry. That's not the right word. But I do have some I do have some empathy for Josh Harris. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool to blame him for stuff. Yeah. And I just, I just want to say, like, you know what? He was, he was 20. Mm-hmm. He was a tool. You know, he... Well, you know what I mean, I'm saying. I'm not like yeah. he was a tool, yeah. but <laughs> he was being used. Well, I mean, I I, I don't even think you got to do that. I just think you got to say like, hey, he was 20. He had a book contract put in his face, and they said, hey, 
write a book for young people Mm -hmm. and he was 20 years old and he wrote a very absolutist ham-handed this is the way because that's a newsflash that's what 20 year olds do right they haven't they haven't lived anything yet so they just see everything is black and white well obviously you got to do this this this, and this and there's no nuance there because they haven't experienced it yet yeah and i just think like geez you know at at 20 the things i believed at 20 would get me run off the internet right now. <laughs> yes, me too. And, you know, yeah, he benefited from it, but all his thoughts at 20 got put in a book right. to be preserved for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're, you know, if you were hurt by his stuff, like I just, I mean, maybe it was the people that were using it. I don't know that you need to blame him right. for most of that. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that's just my take and that, that's from somebody who was in the homeschool purity culture and you know had his material weaponized and, and used in a way that wasn't really helpful right but and still know. can't talk about school dress codes without getting angry <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so you wanted to share some of what carl truman wrote or, yeah, does this, does this make me a nerd if I'm going yeah, to Carl Truman? Yeah, you're a total nerd. Dadgummit. <laughs> I don't want to be a nerd. Um, so yeah, and Carl Truman and, and FirstThings, FirstThings.com. Uh, I mean, just, we were saying before the episode that he was in his bag, <laughs> as the kids said. Yes. He had time. Um, in short, Harris, as I'm reading uh, Truman's words, in short, Harris's merchandise is no more than the spirit of the age, packaged and sold to benighted customers willing to pay good money for it, unless, that is, your life happened to be damaged by Harris in the past, in which case he will give it to you for free. A man with a greater sense of self-doubt, not to say appropriate shame, might have decided that someone else would be better qualified to apply the balm of Gilead to the wounds of his earlier victims. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's pretty heavy. How about, I mean, geez, how about this right here? While it would appear that he is now selling a different message, that conclusion would miss the reality of the situation. This is his money line right here. From purity culture to therapeutic gibberish, there is remarkable underlying consistency here. Harris may have glued a different label on the bottles of life's elixir that he is hawking, but he is still selling exactly the same product. Josh Harris. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm gonna pass. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I had a mean tweet about this. <laughs> about how people I don't understand deconstructing from your faith, but still making white men your mascot. <laughs> because a lot of of the perpetrators of a lot of the pain that people have is from their church leaders, which are men, white men, you know, in, in evangelicalism a lot of the times. And then you just, it's like, I don't want to listen to, no, no, no thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't want, yeah. I, I would want to, I don't know, listen to somebody else. Like, go Abraham on. Abraham Piper. Yeah, no. <laughs> go on your journey. I blocked him. I was like, no thanks. Go on your journey. Like, I, I I don't have a problem with that. But you gotta maybe branch out with who, what kind of person you're listening to. Anyways, 
I'm giving. I'm telling people how to deconstruct. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. I'm telling, I'm telling the right way to do it. I know the right way, obviously. <laughs> and I just told you for free, so now you don't have to pay two hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> I like the youth pastor slogan reaction to this. Like uh, I've seen, I'm starting to see some things now. Of like, hey, instead of deconstruct, let's reconstruct. <laughs> or yeah, we ha- we had a listener who did this like really beautiful thread on deconstruction uh, a little while back. And one of the first replies, like, it was so long and, like, articulate and involved. It was a great thread. And one of our, she's one of our listeners, and uh, one of the first replies was, like, instead of deconstruct, <laughs> and I don't even remember what he said. What did he say? I don't know. I, mean, I know what you're talking about. I can't it remember. was this, like, literally, like, one, ten words. Why don't you let go and let God? Something like that. I'm like, can you just not? Can you? She took all this time to write this and you're coming in and saying, like, don't use this word. Use this word. This is the more biblical word to use to describe the process. Just, oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Why did I Why did I get? Oh, you talked about the youth pastor reaction. <laughs> I'm just amazed that we got to your voice. <laughs> voice <laughs> I'm just I'm ready for for PO'd with Casey the next segment <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna actually just take this hard lemonade and pour it through the computer for you <laughs> oh no anyways yeah I'm curious now that he's released this course is he still? Does he still get his own podcast episode at the end of this Mars Hill thing, or what? I don't know. I don't know. I just it's it's hard for me to believe that his course is going to be any better than Carmen's life coaching. <laughs> it yeah. So Carmen did a uh, you know rest his soul as he travels across and back chasing demons from one dimension to the other. Oh yeah. He put one of his like life coaching things on YouTube, and it was it was incredible because I went in thinking my my expectations were really low, <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised because that that tell you this no uh, we didn't we didn't plan this that uh, tell you about the woman that wrote to him saying that God told me I was going to marry this guy yeah yeah I did tell you I about that I think I've heard about that. okay all right yeah I won't do it again oh yeah. okay he was yeah he was. He was. He gave some very appropriate advice to her, in a in a thick Italian accent. I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be doing that." Oh no, maybe I haven't heard this. I thought you, it was okay. I don't know. Lady's question was: God told me I'm going to marry this guy. Should I go up and tell him now? Oh. And and Carmen was like, "I don't know. Listen, if I was that guy, I mean, I'm going to be looking at you like, oh, lady, you're nuts." <laughs> Uh, like, That's why nice. don't you just chill out a little bit? And if this is from God, he's going to tell the guy. All right? <laughs> That's beautiful. Can you imagine someone asking John Piper that question? Tragedy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That would be... He'd give him, well, he'd give him 36 biblical points to go, checklist to go through first. <sighs> 
first of all, you have to assess if this is a godly man, and then you have to wait for him to approach you. This is a tragedy. (laughs) That's just my seashells thing over and over again. (laughs) That is a tragedy. (laughs) I gotta stop because Zoom's gonna think I'm singing. Yes, they are. Zoom in on Dacity is going to cut your mic for playing music. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Okay, do you have anything else to say about Josh? (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know why you're laughing. No, I'm just... (laughs) I don't know. It's been a long week. Yeah, but you're going on vacation. Yeah, it's exciting. Or am I... I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm deep south, uh, and when you when you're deep south, there's always a little bit of paranoia there of like you don't tell anybody that you're going to vacation. You know, there's nothing oh, in the house worth people worth stealing. Yeah. yeah, you know, the probably the most expensive thing I own is uh, the, the dental work that's in, <laughs> in your my mouth. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I always hear like my mom's voice of you know. And don't don't go out and play in the yard before two thirty because the school board will come and get you. Mm-hmm. And don't tell people you're going on vacation. Interesting. And don't tell people at church private family business. Oh. Because they might tell the school board too. Oh right, the school board. Wow. Yeah. They're Boogeyman. Concerning future of nineteen eighties nineties homeschooling. Not so much anymore. Not really. No. I mean, (laughs) not since the global pandemic. My kids. Well, I mean, I've always let my kids play outside at whatever time of day, but you know, I like to live on the wild side. Everyone knows that. You do. (laughs) You do. So, who better to take us? (laughs) Well, okay. So you were like, um. Would it help if I planned the episode? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, do you want to do girl talk? Hey, <laughs> sure. that's a plan. <laughs> so then today, I was in a pretty bad mood. Like, what? Yeah, and I asked you to go ahead and write the tweet because you're better at those tweets than me. And like, what direction do you want to go in? I was like, just ask people what they're mad about, <laughs> and I'll be mad with them. So that's what you did, and I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. Instead of giving advice we can just be pissed okay well, i'm gonna start with john his was the first response and it's a little bit heavy but i want to still obviously read it because it's it's his thing that he's mad about he says i'm mad about how the conspiracy theories that trump and his ilk have peddled have turned my compassionate and loving wife into a hyper-partisan victim of fear-mongering Ooh, that sounds like something to be mad about. Conspiracy theories that get people, and I think that a lot of people have been uh, been in this place recently, in the last few years, especially in the last year and a half with the pandemic. I mean, yeah, people that are seemingly very smart well-rounded and all of a sudden 
they think that Trump is getting reinstated on August 13th or whatever the newest thing is. It's frustrating. Really frustrating. Do you have anything to say, Matthew? <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay more attention to the eyebrow cues. <laughs> it's okay. Well, yeah, I figured you would have something to say because you've talked to me about some some people that. Oh yeah, uh, you're around I mean, that are. It's historical. It's historical for me too with stuff like that because there's there's people in my life that. Um, I'm gonna try to do this without being too partisan, but get really wrapped up in some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really have to work to remind myself, there's a, there's a ton of uncertainty mm-hmm. in the world right now. And I just, I gotta, sometimes it's hard for me to have grace with people because, you know, we all process that uncertainty differently. And I, I really just think some people, like that's their, that's their way of projecting order mm-hmm. into the uncertainty because the uncertainty is so scary and it, it somehow it helps them to think that there's a plan right. and there's a system at work and there's a reason these things are happening. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's not a good plan. <laughs> it's not yeah. always rooted in reality, but I mean, on some level that helps them. Yeah. And it, I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just saying it helps me to have grace to remember. Like they're, they're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's scared right now. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's just, there the the uh access to so many different voices so you really just don't know what to think about things so even if you know okay this makes sense this you know this highly respected person saying this makes sense but also this makes sense too and what if they're right? Because it's just all that. It's like because of the internet and social media and stuff, we have access to so many more opinions and voices. And, and oh, man, it's tough. It's really tough. If you think about, like, our grandparents going through a pandemic, they, they read the paper and they went to their doctor and did what their doctor told them. And basically, <laughs> that was it, right? I mean, if so now there's just so many more opportunities for one idea that might sound crazy to build and build and build and build. And then all of a sudden a ton of people believe it. And then if a ton of people believe something that kind of validates it a little bit in your mind. So, well, I mean, as a, I don't know, like my libertarian take too, is that I think sometimes the, the tech companies make it even worse because they'll try to wade in and like censor people mm-hmm. and, you know, block their accounts and kick them off the platform. And right. I mean, that just sort of like feeds into that loop of like, oh yeah, they were silenced because they were right. telling the truth. And it's like, well, you just, you know, you, you just made it worse guys. I know. It's, it's really tough. It's really tough. I, I mean, I know people I care about. I'm just like, you know, talking about certain things like the, like vaccines or something. I'm like, okay. Just saying, I don't know what to believe because this, and I'm like, okay, well, how about you just go talk to a medical professional and not your Facebook friends, <laughs> not, not, you know, every random person that wants to put their opinion out there, but it's just, it's, it's hard. I think you're right. It's a hard time. There's so much uncertainty and 
I can see where if it's someone like your spouse who has been, you know, been a victim of a lot of that, that it's just absolutely maddening, just would make me furious. So, all right, Bethany's next. Should I read both of hers or just the first one? <laughs> okay. Bethany is mad about ants. She says, I'm at war with ants in my apartment. I've been, hold on, I gotta move my screen. I've been fighting them in my bathroom, which is one thing, but when I woke up, there was like 100 ants swarming my refrigerator and I couldn't open it without letting them into my fridge. Something broke inside me. I had to spray Raid in my refrigerator, Casey. And then she says, F ants, which I won't make you bleep me. <laughs> and her second thing is something that she gave us the freedom to not go on about in the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to take her up on that. Anyways, ants. Okay. <sighs> Bugs in general. You're in Alabama. You know. We finally got to the place where we were like, okay, it's worth it for us to pay someone to come out once a quarter and spray our house because it's just, they're, it's the worst. Having bugs inside your house, it's like, there has to be some benefit to living in 2021 and I feel like that's living without bugs in your house. <laughs> okay, so Bethany, you gotta get like traps, not just raid. Or, or you gotta pay someone to come, like, an exterminator. But we got, when we first uh, moved into our house, we, I know this isn't supposed to be an advice segment, but uh, here we go. Uh, we had those tiny little sugar ants, you know, those, like, mm -hmm. super tiny ones in our kitchen. And we, oh, wow. Just, they can find the smallest, tiniest bit of crumbs. And I don't know if you've lived with children before, but they leave crumbs everywhere. <laughs> so we got these little, uh, these little, like, traps. I think the brand is Taro. Does that sound right? Nope, it does not. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. I'm going to look it up, and you're going to be like, oh, Casey, you're right. <laughs> There's some extensive knowledge of pesticides in the Tarot. Florida market. T-E-R-R-O, liquid ant baits, okay? So they crawl in and they get the bait and they take it back and it worked for us. They're like, they're, sh they're like the shape of a, they're like a little rectangle thing and you lay them out. And the first time we laid them out, I'm not even joking. We had, this was when it was really bad like those little sugar ants a line up the ceiling coming down it was it was insane it was gross anyways yes at least it's not roaches though <laughs> that's my only at least it's just ants but it's still awful i feel yeah get some bait get some traps i'm sorry that <laughs> that you're dealing with that okay here we go. This is so good. Matthew, this is so good. Okay, Lauren. She says, you know when you're buying something and they give you the receipt to sign and the person will sometimes say, I just need your autograph on the line. 
it's not an autograph. It's a signature. They should say, sign on the line, please. And yes, there is a big enough difference between the two for it to matter. This happens all the time. I'm one incident away from correcting someone and seeming like the most horrendous biatch in the world. (laughs) Wow. It absolutely pisses me off. I'm not Lauren. I'm not entirely sure why it irks me the way it does, but it really gets to me. Am I alone wow. in this? <laughs> I love this so much. Here's the thing, Lauren. I don't want I don't want the person that I'm buying something from to say anything to me. So <laughs> Whoa. Wow. sounds like, you know, your total or whatever. I just get so tired. Like you go to a place and they're you you're checking out if it's like a retail store, and they're like, "Would you like to save ten percent today by signing up for our credit card?" And you're like, "No," and they're like, "Well, you could save blah 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 today, and you earn this many dollars in free stuff when you blah blah,", blah. and you're like, "No," <laughs> it's just it uh. But I, I haven't had the, the, the autograph first signature uh, experience yet. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> it takes a lot to make me look like an extrovert, but I think you just did. What? With that little rant about people. You don't want anybody... You don't want the cashier talking to okay, you. Okay, I don't mean that. I mean like that They when they go on and on and asking you questions... Some of them are a lot. It's like, hey, how's your day going? <laughs> like, fine. <laughs> and then they're and then they comment on what you're buying. It's like Obviously you need to carry a stack of note cards that when you go through know, the line I'm a you hand the cashier person. a note card of of approved conversation. <laughs> I and here's the thing though. I am always friendly. I'm not rude to these people, so that's got I, that's something going for me, right? <laughs> Just... Can you say that? Can you say you're always friendly? No. Why exactly. Would I say that? So in this scenario, I'm the better person. <laughs> okay. To all of our retail workers who are listeners, please learn the difference between an autograph and a signature. A signature is when you sign on the line. <laughs> yeah, if if Lauren orders one of my books, does she want an autograph for a signature? On I it? will tell you that Matthew Pierce's signature is just his name in print. <laughs> oh I know this because he used to send me a check. <laughs> for like seven dollars. I, I introduced him to Venmo. <laughs> I, I brought him into the 21st century. <laughs> and he only, <laughs> the great thing too was that he used to send me a check and have to, have to ask my address every time. <laughs> I would like to assure the listeners, I do have several good qualities too. <laughs> you do. You really do. <laughs> okay. You're going to love the next one. This is from Hannah. (laughs) The subject line. Padding in sports bras, comma, why? Why do sports bras have padding? It's so frustrating. 
the amount of time I have wasted on putting the padding back in after washing and drying them every time I do laundry. Either just have them sewn in or don't have them. So dumb. Hannah, <laughs> I'm with you. Sports bras and bathing suits with removable padding? Why? Just either so, like, if just sew it in. Just sew it in. Sew the padding in. Those little, I, I must have like 50 of those little removable padding things floating through my drawers. Because you get to the point, it's like, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna put these back in. Oh, the bathing suit ones are the worst. And I think the thing that's so frustrating is that, <laughs> okay, so I don't want to make Matthew uncomfortable. No, it works. It's fine. <laughs> so the, let's just say the padding for the sports bra, let's say, is like, I'll just give comparable sizes. Like the size of the bottom of a Pringles can or something. Like about that circumference. Well, then the little the little thing they give you to put the padding back in is like a centimeter. That you have to you have to like roll the padding, then stuff it in that little hole, and then like <laughs> maneuver it. <laughs> maneuver it like it's just <laughs> it's Thank so you. Thank you for giving us a teaser for this week. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> I I can't stand it. My favorite bathing suits are the ones where the where the padding is sewn in. And I don't have any sports bras with removable padding. I won't do it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I have enough going on, okay? <laughs> she's she's sitting on the couch waiting for me to message her. <laughs> About, about what's going on in Christian culture. I'm just sitting with my DM box just open. <laughs> also, I'm doing laundry for 500 people, it feels like. I just, I feel like all Danny and I do is change clothes. So when I do our laundry, I'm like, how do we, I just did this. Oh, I've whined about that before on this podcast, probably. <laughs> Anyways. I, I'm with you, Hannah. That's, that's a good one. That's so annoying. Okay, we have another angry lady next. <laughs> About another clothing issue. This is perfect. I know that you can relate to this. I'm. You're getting to see your privilege right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laura. Ohio, Laura. <laughs> she tweeted about this the other day. It made me giggle. Okay, she says, it's an old topic, but it still makes me angry that pants for women are so lacking in pockets. The last time I bought jeans, I tried them on in the store, took them home, washed them, folded them, and put them away. I mean, that's amazing. She washed her pants before she wore them. I don't do that. Okay, anyways, it wasn't until I went to wear them for the first time that I noticed the front pockets weren't real. And I couldn't put my phone in the pocket where I usually put it. At least now I know to check before I buy pants if the pockets are real or fake. But men never have to check that and it makes me angry. Also, my husband's swimming trunks have four pockets. Swimming trunks! A regular pocket on each side, a secret pocket on the inside waistband, <laughs> and a cargo pocket on the leg. Why? <laughs> That's so good. That's a lot of pockets for s swimming trunks. What are you carrying into the pool? 
I'm not telling. <laughs> On behalf of men, I'm not telling. Can, can I just jump in and say shout out to, to Ohio Laura for being a front phone pocket person? I, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I, I I keep it in the front pocket. I told you I was from the deep south. Danny does we're too. Par- we're kind of paranoid. Well, and maybe I just not don't like if he wears stuff. jeans. Don't like stuff in the back pocket. It just feels like somebody's gonna gonna grab it. Trying to that's think. In the back pocket. He's he's in a lot of gym shorts. Then mostly <laughs> there's only those side pockets. So I keep my phone in my back pocket. Ah. Uh. Anyways, yes. The the fake pockets are the worst. Like, why are you even sewing that seam there to make it look like there's pockets? Also, why can't there be a pocket there? What is... <laughs> what? Oh, Matthew's taking his shirt off. His sweatshirt. <laughs> this is... Anyways, why why can't we just have all the pockets it's so weird. And it's because that, I guess, we don't want our bodies obstructed by putting things in pockets, like our curves and stuff. But my curves are already obstructed by my body itself. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, I just, the fake, <laughs> the fake pockets are so annoying. I like, I have a couple dresses with pockets and it's amazing. I mean, they're just like t-shirt dresses, but wow, it's life-changing. I don't like carrying a purse too, so I just like my little wallet and my phone and that's it. And I don't have to have my keys because Danny drives me everywhere. (laughs) And and true, and and also like when you don't have the pockets, where are you keeping the stack of note, note cards? With approved conversation on them. <laughs> so you can hand out to passersby. Where do I put the sign that I hold up and say, stop talking? The <laughs> <laughs> sign that uh, you hold up to the public's bagger that says, don't even ask. I'm taking it out myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what somebody said. <laughs> I really am not that horrible. I just feel very free on this podcast and with you to say exactly how I feel in those situations. Good. Good. (laughs) Okay. That's it. Unless you want me to read yours. Oh, we got time. Okay. We can close on this. Okay. Matthew sent one. I wish I I should have sent you a picture of my face as I read this. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the face you just made? Yeah, similar, except like that. Okay. Hi, Casey, longtime listener. One thing I am really angry about is gender inequality in all caps, specifically when it comes to naked dolls laying around the house. Now, as we know, when it comes to arousal, Women can be visual, too. But here's a scenario scenario you never see. A mom goes into the bathroom to find a group of action figures lounging about in the tub, 
bare to the world plastic privates glistening like a lush forbidden platter of bananas and grapes. <laughs> Have you seen action pictures? <laughs> no, it's only the opposite. It's only naked Barbies with suspiciously pert boobs, fake, acting like they didn't know you were coming in to take a shower. Oh, don't mind us. We were just leaving. This is gender violence, and I, for one, am tired of it. You could probably work through this for $275. (laughs) (laughs) JoshHarris.com That would have been a good one to go to Carmen Life Coaching with as well. Uh, well, we know Piper would say your your girl, your daughter shouldn't have Barbies. You know why? <laughs> why? Because it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> what a tragedy! <laughs> Don't waste your life. I don't have anything to add to your thing. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I feel sorry for you. The, the naked, the naked dolls. Well, you know, I just wanted to, to make sure uh, that you had enough responses, which apparently is not a problem because <laughs> you had a ton of responses. I did, I did. People are mad. We could, we should have played, what are you actually sad about or afraid of? Which is fun, but no, we won't do that. The listeners can go back and figure that out for themselves. I need you to to do that, but I need you to use your funny voice as you do it. I don't know which voice is that. It's the the voice that all women have when they're imitating their husbands when they're mad at them. Okay, I can't do it. I can't do it like that. I have to be in the moment. That's fair. Okay, so can I do some uh, housekeeping at the very end? Of course. I forgot to do this at the beginning, usually housekeeping at the beginning. But uh, if you did not get your, if you're a patron and you did not get your uh, copy of the book, I've had a couple people tell me there was a problem downloading it. I'm trying to figure out a way to fix that. Um, I just, I've got this. I've had a whole bunch of people messaging me though on different stuff. So like if, if you fell through the cracks, like please, please reach out to me again. Sounds like you need a personal Uh, assistant. (laughs) I'm not volunteering. I'm just saying it sounds like you need one. You have plenty of time. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's not a, I don't mean to sound like a cop out, but if, if you, uh, like if you didn't, if the download didn't, didn't work right for you, uh, just please, please get a hold of me, and I'll fix it somehow. Because um, I've had a couple people tell me that it didn't work for them. So, otherwise, thank you guys for uh, uh, grabbing the book. Yes, it's doing well. I mean, people are mm-hmm. talking about it, so that's good. You getting blocked on Twitter over it? It's great. I am because I'm commodifying misogyny. Us. Well. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We just, just leave it alone. Did she see the front cover of the book <laughs> with the giraffe? 
She did, and she said, this is a tragedy. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, that didn't sound like it. Just, you waste your life. That is a tragedy. <laughs> I'm just going to do that all night now. I think I've always said that a fun segment would be um, fake. Fake asks John Piper, where you I mm. ask questions and you have to answer them as John Piper would, based Wait, on his theology and his also his voice. Let's do it. Give me a week to uh, give me a week to practice the voice some more. Okay. Kendra's gonna be mad at me. She asked me to learn how to do Mr. Darcy's voice from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, you don't have to share <laughs> all that here, Matthew. Yeah, I'm just, this is this is like this is a uh, deeply personal bedroom stuff, but. Uh, Darcy's a hard one though. Like I, I tried to learn it, but it's it's there's no hook. Like mm-hmm. it's just like a very it's just a bland, British, like a like yeah. an uppity British accent. Yeah. So I, I Not really your had normal to C.S. Out Lewis. Oi! <laughs> Oi! It's a tragedy. It is. I can see why that doesn't go over well. <laughs> oh, I walk in the shower and the Bobbies are sitting there with the knockers out. So I'm like, oh, I have a go, and it. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> oh, my main bed's in the other room. I'm married. Oh my gosh! Oh, I get made trouble, eh? <laughs> yes. Shout out to Kendra, who I just called my main bird. <laughs> I can't even understand half of what you said <laughs> because I was That's laughing, funny. and also because of the accent. <laughs> You want to push stop? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get murdered by my wife because I just woke up the entire family. So, <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Maybe, might be, might be Casey and Denny Burke <laughs> doing the episode. just have all the pockets.